self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we We are are conversation Conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point and TikTok at Carl, C-A-R-L underscore Young, Y-U-N-G. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity on Instagram. I made a post this week, which I think encouraged somebody to send me a, a DM. So I guess I need to try to do that shit more often. I don't be having it in the post, man. Be doing shit. I go to work. I come home. Take a picture of your dog and post a picture of him. People love that shit. I could do that. Take a picture bed. of Remy. Yeah, I could. I haven't posted. I think Shoot the last a little time. video of him doing something. <laughs> that could on. be so many things. He does lots of things. Yeah. He's yeah. been dreaming a lot more, actually. Really? He, he His tail wags. That's how I know he dreamed about something, because he don't wag his tail in his sleep. Either that or he'll growl. Or he whines sometimes. I don't know if he's being chased or what the fuck going on. That's crazy. It is very crazy. I wonder what dogs dream about. But anyway. <laughs> Sounds like a high question. Begging strips. <laughs> Begging strips and squirrels. and. Yeah, he be growling at something. So he be chasing something or something. I don't know what the fuck he be doing. Um, you know what the weirdest thing about dogs is to me? I'm scared to ask. Is that when they doing number two, they look you dead in your eyes. It's so that is supposedly is a trust thing because they're trusting you to like they're vulnerable while they're doing that. And so it's like a connected with you because it's like you're supposed to be fucking watching out. Well, <laughs> it still ain't right. It's weird. I mean, you get used to it. I don't even pay no attention to this shit no more. Like I'm two dogs in. Yeah, even I, Kingston with as much of an asshole as he was. He did that. So, you know, it's terrible. Uh, yeah. Um, but we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. We got two letters this week and um, also some Reddit posts that were suggested that we will do as well. So I'm going to let on point you go first. Our first letter is coming from Angel. Has uh, she written in before? No. In, cool. in the letter, she says, long time listener, first time writer, essentially. So cool beans. I love new people. Thanks for writing to us, Angel. Thanks for listening and thanks for the support. And we are as glad to be back as some of y'all are. Yeah. (laughs) Appreciate the input. Hey, con artists. First, I want to welcome you back. You have been missed. You you can call me Angel, by the way. I was so excited to see a new episode from y'all a few weeks back. I told myself I would start writing in if y'all decided to return. I know I'm a day late and a dollar short, but I'm going to chime in on a topic from episode 271. I don't have children, but I do know they are very expensive. I don't see this as anything more than a conversation about finances. She's going to lose half of her salary, so he does need to step up financially. Maybe she should have worded it differently, but it's a necessary discussion. I agree with Mr. On Point when he said, take the baby out of it. The bottom line is she isn't going to be making as much. They still have to cover all their current expenses, plus the added expense of having a child. I know she asked for $50,000 outright, but I think she just wants to feel secure. I don't know about y'all, but I might pass out at the thought of losing half my salary. I also want to point out that I would feel the same way if the roles were reversed. If he was going to lose half his salary, I would be up to her to step up her financials as well. Red, I've been listening for a long time. I also expected to hear more from Colin on this subject. 
Maybe he'll respond before you read this. I know my late ass letter will not make this week's episode. If I continue to write in, I'll try to do better. Um, for that, we record on um, Sunday mornings. So if yes. you want to get a letter in before Sunday mornings, then that'll be the best. Oh, and Mr. O on point. Old semen, you're wild. Yes, we are all old semen. Oh, Jesus Christ. I forgot you said that. I forget a lot of things you say. Probably <laughs> say just weird shit. You do say weird shit. But I still believe it. Moving on to the roommate on episode 272. They may have gotten away with this one fucking time with me. Even if I shared my food the first time, I would have addressed that shit then. These people are not friends because you don't do your friends like that. They took advantage of him over and over again because they knew they could. Good for him for finally putting his foot down. Now, call me a hypocrite if you want to, but I agree with Red. Sampling a little bit here and there from a loved one's plate is 100% okay. I can't eat a sandwich and an entire order of fries. It isn't going to hurt anybody if I take a couple of your fries instead of ordering my own. Y'all my friends that? and family do this Listen. all the time when we go out to dinner. You order one entree and I'll order another. This way, we can share with each other and both try things. I only do this with people I feel close to. The roommate situation isn't that. They take advantage of him every day. That's fucked up. As far as the spider situation goes, I'm going back in the house if I see one spider parachuting down. I'm natural and I have a fear of a bug of any kind getting into all this hair. When I didn't realize, woo, she said, woo, woo. I said, not when. <laughs> woo. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like Ric Flair. I didn't realize this was going to be this long. My bad. Since y'all left us high and dry, I started listening to a lot of other podcasts trying to fill the void. Let me know if y'all are cool with bringing up topics from other podcasts. Sometimes I listen to something and I wonder what the two of you would say. Did I mention that some of these podcasts are sex podcasts? I know this excites the hell out of Red. Insert sinister smile here. Hey, girl. After all that, here's a question. How do y'all feel about toys in the bedroom? Until next time, Angel. Oh, my God, Angel. I, you had me until the end, girl. I was rocking with you. <laughs> I'm natural, too. I have a fro. And so I don't, I, if I feel something crawling in my head, I'm so paranoid that there's going to be like a, a, a family of bugs that are going to set up home and set up shop in my hair. So I like I have a fear about that too. So floating spiders, a hundred percent. Now, sex park is whatever. I mean, on point, do that. Other people do that. It's fine. I'll talk about it if I have to. Look, I I am an advocate for my partner and me sharing food. However, I have a minimum amount of food that I desire, and if I'm going to share, I need to know that beforehand so that. <laughs> I can order more for myself. Like I will order an extra order of fries that we only eat four fries out of just to make sure I got enough fries. I don't want to risk not having enough. That's the variable. <laughs> Another thing is don't eat my food before me. Okay. I don't I don't think I'm taking plate stuff off somebody's plate before they've had a chance to eat. I don't think I've done that. Like my natural instinct when your hand is pulling away with my food be to uppercut you before the food gets <laughs> to your mouth. I don't do that because I don't hit people, but yeah. I'd be wanting to in that instance. I don't know. I you know, I don't I don't do it every time. Like Usually, if if it is, like I one, I honestly, and this is the truth, and if you're listening, you know this is true. I like irritating Cole Jackson. And I know that he hates when I do it. So I do it sometimes purposely just to because he gets so upset about it. He gets so mad. I just I just want my food taken with consent. Oh, 
ask. I said, can I have some fries? He get mad. He be like, you didn't know you wanted fries when the waiter came through and asked you didn't know. You I'm just fries. saying, like, that's the difference between feeling like it's my food versus it's our food. <laughs> Sometimes people just go right in your plate and like, what the hell? You ain't ask. No, I asked. I asked. Un- not consensual food stealing. <laughs> I don't like that. I'll ask. Um, I like that. But yeah. Um, oh, sex toys in the bedroom. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm completely open to you bringing up any topic that you want to talk about, no matter where it came from. It can come from oh, other yeah. podcasts. You can name the podcast. Yeah. Uh, other people might want to listen to some stuff from other people. So yeah, absolutely. Um, it'll cool. help us get into dialogue that we didn't expect to get into, which I like. Yeah. I like that. And our, our perspective is usually different <laughs> anyway. So regardless of like where you got it from, what they said is probably not going to be what we say just because I think the way that we, we view the world is a little different. And so, you know, yeah, I have no problem with that. Um, I've been, so there was like a, there was, I saw a, a TikTok with this on it. And I think I saw like a, a meme posted about like sex toys in the bedroom and men not liking it. The TikTok that I saw, the guy was like, that's his job or like, you know, he don't need the help or something to that effect. I don't know if I've ever, it's like I have, I don't really care. You know, as long as like, it's like, a, as long as my paycheck come, don't really care. <laughs> So as long as I'm paid at the end, it is what it is. So like, I don't really care if if somebody wanted to use toys. If they didn't, I don't really give a shit either way. As long as the outcome is the same. Now the outcome isn't gonna be saying the same, and I'm not gonna get my check. Different story. <laughs> it's a different situation. Uh, but outside of that, I don't really give a shit. I don't care about toys in the bedroom. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. But you don't have a preference, like nah. So it has to be the man's decision whether toys will be there or not. You never gonna well, be, let's get I, something extra in here. Unless he is not able to cut this check on his own. Like I said, as long as I get my paycheck at the end, I don't really care. But if I'm not getting paid, we gotta figure something out. Then I might. But like if I'm I don't care outside of that. It doesn't matter to me. Okay. But I you like, gotta cut this check. Cut the check, please. I like toys in the bedroom. I'm okay with toys. I don't even care what kind of toys. Uh, I've had like the clearly the roses and the regular vibrators and the nipple clamps and other kind of. That started getting the kink stuff. I got candle wax and I got uh the bars that you tie somebody arms and feet up. Uh, That's definitely a kink. You're crossing over into fetish <laughs> toys absolutely like i don't like this sentiment that men have where it's like it's either my penis or nothing <laughs> like they feel <laughs> challenged by the fact that there is something else there that could please their woman you know what i'm saying and nick cannon talked about it recently he talked I mean, about it's been feeling a recent like, conversation it has yeah I he talked about feeling like less than a man if a woman need a toy I mean, you can't need to shut up making all these babies. I don't want to hear nothing he got to say because you just out here thinking the world ending and you got to populate it all alone. Well, what we know is that 60% of the women he got pregnant didn't have no orgasms. Because uh, 
I don't know if that's the number of women who don't have orgasm. It's a high number of women who don't have orgasms through intercourse. Mm. Whatever that number is, believe in that. But, you know, again, and it's not like I just like seeing women pleased in different ways. I mean, the penis can't do everything. You know, it can't. My tongue definitely can't move as fast as them squirrels and um, all them other things. And, you know, can't nobody do what the rose do, apparently. (laughs) If you ever go to Amazon and look at the rose and read the reviews, them women, boy. All it took was like eight seconds of uh, rose action and they had the best orgasm they had in their life. Um, what else? I penis extenders. I use one. I use those. Um, you never know. Woman might be a size queen. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a size king, so <laughs> you know, gotta give them what they want artificially, if that's the case. But yeah, um, I think sex toys in the bed, but I, I think more so, uh, to challenge, you know, men is like. What kind of problems do we have with feeling challenged by toys? You know, is it because we just want to be the thing that's pleasing the woman, or is it because um, our ego we can't set it aside um, to look at something that's you know more effective than we are? I mean, it's a toy, and there's toys out there for men. They just horrible. They so degrading. Like it's a flat, like flashlight. That's terrible to me. Like why, why our toys gotta be so damn barbaric? That's a mouth on the end of a stick. <laughs> why would I want to use that shit? Like because men are not like women are, and so I feel like. A lot of men not gonna care what it looks like. You gonna care what it looks like if somebody else sees it in your house, right? That's what I'm but saying. Like, I feel like a lot of men aren't gonna care what it looks like for the youth. Like they're not gonna care about the aesthetics. <laughs> if you walk into if you walk into a guy that you date in room and you just see a a a, 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 a flashlight looking thing with a mouth on the end of it. What what what's gonna be your response? Are you gonna be like I'm gonna pretend like I didn't see that, or is it gonna like? No, I'm gonna say I don't something. think I can continue with this. I mean, I'm not gonna break up with somebody because they use sex toys. I mean, I'm gonna probably say something though because I wouldn't not be able to. But it wouldn't be like anything where I'm like, I can't believe you use this. You're disgusting. We're over. Like it wouldn't be that. What if they what if what have you been dating for a while and you went into their closet and it was a blow up doll with a picture of your face taped onto that's it? That's fucking weird. And that's different. No. How is that different? It's just fucking blow up dolls, them little realistic fucking uh animatronic them little that shit is weird to me. It's, it's, it's fucking for weird. the same purpose. It is used for the same purpose, but it's just fucking weird. There are a lot of things that, you know, you could use for the same job, but they're uh, specific some things that people are going to find weird and some pe- things that people aren't going to find weird. Blow-up dolls are fucking weird. But it's you creepy. find a flashlight weird, too. It's just a low-level, lower-level weird than a, a blow-up doll? Uh, yeah. Okay. It, people attribute, like, they're more of a human element to blow-up dolls. I think I don't watch too many of them shows where people are, like, infatuated with their fucking blow-up dolls and have full-on relationships with them shits. It's fucking weird. And I can't see that shit now and not, like, think of 
some creepy ass white man who has like three or four of them that he dresses up in different kinds of clothes and put them to bed at night and shit. It's just fucking weird. Like it's too much weirdness that I attribute to that thing specifically. But this is your boyfriend. You already determined care. that he's a regular person. He got a decent social life. I All mean, you find is a blow up dog. You don't know that he have a, a, a strong relationship with the doll like yeah. this Cynthia type shit. It's fucking weird still. still weird. As far as he's concerned, it's you. And that's weird too. It's not me though. Don't put my face on this shit. It's even weirder. Like, ew. No. That quagmire shit. That's fucking weird. Nah. What that's you, not what flattering. opened up his closet and found a shrine of you with like... I'm, I'm out. You're obsessed. That's weird. Are you gonna murder me? you probably been snipping off bits of got pieces of curly hair in the fucking shrine. It's weird. No. <laughs> I'm not a god. Don't worship me. It's fucking... I don't like that. It's weird. And then if we end, now I gotta worry about you murdering me. It's too much. It's too much. No thanks. Gotcha. Okay. Well, thanks for writing us, Angel. Thank I you, appreciate Angel. it. Make red as uncomfortable as possible. Thanks. Why would you encourage that? What did I ever do to you? Try to make me uncomfortable too. Just it's to be not fair. possible. Uh, no, but don't don't put that out there because it's not gonna happen, and I'm gonna have to suffer through people attempting to do it <laughs> when I can already tell them right now you're not gonna make him uncomfortable. It just don't. Please don't try. Why would you put that out there? Don't do that. Don't do that. Jesus Christ. Y'all are not going to make him uncomfortable. I'm trying to do see how Angel handled peer pressure. <laughs> what? I see how Angel handled peer pressure. <laughs> don't let him, don't, don't fall into the angel. Um. Okay, so the next letter came from Michael's wife and I am calling her that because that is how she signed the letter. So y'all kiss my ass about, she has a name. You're not going to give her a name. You're just going to call her Michael's wife. That is what she signed her letter. Suck a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Red, I just wanted to reach out and say huge welcome back to you and Mr. On Point. You have been sorely missed from our gaming schedule. We did find solace in Psychology in Seattle, which is an amazing podcast you should check out. I was happy to see your new episodes and have firmly settled back into your amusing, witty, and topical show. We are currently playing No Man's Sky, so we have a lot of space for podcasts. Look forward to hearing more of you both, Michael's wife. Oh, and shit. No Man's Sky? I don't know what that is. No Man's Sky? Ah. So No Man's Sky was supposed to be this massive space exploration game where you can play with people. It's a whole story done on it. It's basically a company that bit off more than they can chew. Because every time he got in the interviews, he said, yeah, it's going to have online connectivity. It's going to have, you can play with your friends. It's going to have all this. It's going to be an unlimited universe. And he kept saying, we're going to add all of this stuff. And when it was released, it was trash. Mm. Well, it wasn't trash. It's just that it wasn't what he said it was going to be, which made it look a lot less favorable. But when I tell you what they have done to that game now, trying to catch up with all of that stuff, that game is phenomenal. It's basically an ex- a space, space exploration game. Now, there's this overarching story, but it's a procedurally generated game. What that means is that every time you click go to a new galaxy or go to a new planet, it auto-generates that planet. So you can never go to the same planet twice. Ah. And there's, like, different creatures on the planet, what they've done now is they've added a fighting element. They've added uh, underwater creatures. 
Um, they've added creatures that you can ride and train to fly. There are aliens in the game, so you learn how to make, like, there are things called living ships. But when I tell you that game is a fucking time suck, that's why she said now we have plenty of time to catch up with this shit because <laughs> they probably sitting there for four, five hours playing No Man's Sky and then being like, what? Well, that 30 minutes, that was a fun 30 minutes. No, it's been five fucking hours. <laughs> but no man, that get, when I, that's a beautiful ass game. I actually downloaded it on my new Xbox, um, the Series X, but I haven't played it yet. I got to play it. But I don't want to get sucked back into it, though. <laughs> I don't want to get sucked back into it, but that's a good ass game. That's, that's just fun. Well, thank you guys for sticking it out and coming back and listening to the show. If y'all don't know... Michael and his wife live in the UK. Um, we had Michael on the show before. Um, and huh, we've had him on the show several times. He connected us with his friend Leon and we had him on the show and we talked about swinging. Um, and so that was just a nice little connection that we made through the podcast. So I'm glad y'all came back and y'all are listening again. Um, I was so excited to see that uh, she had DM'd me um, that message and like I said I think it's because I, I I went active on Instagram so then I posted their pictures like oh she do be on here <laughs> I do <laughs> I lurk I'm a lurker I'll be on Instagram I just don't be posting shit um, but she sent us two Reddit posts um, that she wanted us to do so this first one which is going to take us into the to the Reddit Reddit part of the show um, the first one is, am I the asshole for telling my wife that I don't have children? Now, I didn't read it, but I read it. When I read the title, I was like, are you an asshole for telling her that you don't have, so do you have kids and you lied to her and told her you didn't? Because that's what it sounds like. Yeah, that's asshole territory, but. It, it's asshole territory. But it's the opposite of what you would normally traditionally think of asshole territory, because most of the time it's like they have kids and told them that they don't have kids. But that's the thing. He he said, am I the asshole for telling my wife that I don't have children? Oh, so oh that's shit. What, but so it's like, did you tell her that and you really do? Because if you did, then yeah, you're an asshole. Damn. Yeah. But, but you know how these ready letters go. Yeah. All right. I'm child free and always have been. So that knocks it out, right? <laughs> <laughs> when I met my wife, she was thrilled that I didn't have kids and was sterilized. Unfortunately, I had a situation before the Big B and meeting my wife where I may have fathered a biological daughter who we'll call Emma, but it's a complicated situation. For a start, Emma's mother is not sure who the father actually is, but with how timelines are, the biological father is either me or one other candidate. Secondly, there is no way to establish paternity due to the international situation. Emma's mother moved to New Zealand before she knew she was pregnant because she got a very good opportunity and had a quicker path to citizenship than most. By the time Emma was born, she had New Zealand citizenship and had decided to renounce her U.S. citizenship for personal reasons. We did try to sort it out, but even without the unique problems presented by the global situation, trying to do anything legal internationally with those complications is difficult at best. Ultimately, it wasn't possible to even establish paternity, let alone do anything else if anyone wanted that. We all decided that we should stay as family friends and leave the door open for contact and testing in the future. My mom talks to Emma's mother um, more than I do and thinks highly of Emma, but it's not like a grandma relationship. And she knows the truth, although she frequently nags me about it and doesn't agree that letting it go was the right decision. 
we just started doing family dinners again and my mom decided to pick that fight again in front of my wife now my wife is mad at me for hiding a child from her i didn't i don't legally have any children and there's only a 50 percent chance that emma is my biological child emma's mother is raising her with an entire family and probably a partner by now it's basically a donation situation where i may not be the donor am i the asshole sir sir Mary tell me something that are listening. Man, let me explain something to you. Anytime you sit in your mind and you're trying to figure out, should I tell my wife, my girlfriend, my significant other, should I tell them this thing? Ask yourself this. If she finds out in another way, is this going to embarrass her? She's sitting up here thinking you ain't got no goddamn kids and so she's sitting at family dinner and your mama just bring this shit up and she don't know and the rest of the family don't know that she didn't know. So now they looking at her like, he ain't tell you about Emma's and the baby. <laughs> and so now she feeling like an idiot and feeling like everybody has known this thing that she didn't know. And so then it becomes you, you, you withheld this thing, but then you also made her look bad, which is going to make it even harder for her to get over. That's what you did, sir. <laughs> by not telling her like this all of this sound like some shit you should have mentioned this is ongoing your family still is in contact with this lady you're in contact with her sometimes it's, you you said like y'all decided to leave the or the door open just in case and what happens if that just in case this child decides at some point she really wants to find out who her father is and they do the dna test and you are her goddamn daddy that is something your wife should have known like what's wrong with why would you not say nothing the hell <laughs> i technically legally okay well you finna be legally fucking single bitch how about that the fuck don't give come at me with no legalities and all of this mints in the words fuck you let's see telling her would only alleviate her being embarrassed if somebody else bring it up right because functionally that child ain't never going to be in his life if now, he's the I father. No, because he said that they left the door open and it, it's for them to do it at another point. So no, this could impact her. She's married to him. If they stay married, like I said, this child grows up and decides that she wants to find out who her actual father is. He said he was still open to that. So no, it can impact them later. She needs to know that because you made it seem like you sterilized and ain't never fathered no kids. Because that's what she, that's what you said. So I'm sure she took you at your word and you got, I, this is a complicated situation. It is, but you should have told her about it. Mm. Because he said that they left the door open, right? He said, we all decided we should stay as family friends and leave the door open for contact and testing in the future. So if that is the case and she remains your wife, she's going to be there when that time comes. Thinking that y'all ain't got no fucking kids and shit. And what if that ain't when she 18, 19 and don't need nothing? What if that's when she's 12 and she goes to school and all of her friends are talking about their dad and she decides, mommy, I want to, like, can we get to take, like, what, what you going to do then? It's not a guarantee when that's going to happen. She should have known. He definitely should not have told her that he don't have any kids if he don't. He, I don't think that it would have been a big risk telling her the situation. No. It would have been no risk telling her that. You know, the only thing, 
only if he was potentially trying to if she wanted kids but knew he couldn't have none because when she met him that he was sterilized and couldn't and would be jealous if she found out he had a child with somebody else but my priority would be okay we don't know who the father is we need to find this shit out before yeah. i move on with my life like it shouldn't have been no situation where we leave the door open and at that point in time we do a fucking dna test that it sounds like she didn't want kids he said when i met my wife she was thrilled that i didn't have kids and was sterilized so she's thinking he ain't got no kids. He sterilized himself, so we ain't gonna fuck up and have no kids. It sounds like she doesn't want kids. Mm, she maybe she just don't want to use rubbers. <laughs> maybe she was like, "Oh yeah, raw meat, shooting the club up." But shooting the club up, if you want, and not being able to have a child if you want a child would be a problem. Like she, she sounds like she don't want a kid. She might have been saying. excited about shooting the club up too, but what well, is his excitement? <sighs> <God>. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. It shouldn't be any excitement about a man ejaculating inside of a woman for the woman. Your family. She's going to stand up and start leaking. I can't. The fact that his family is this involved, his mom is like staying in contact with this child and essentially treating the child like it's her granddaughter that just lives in another country. Your wife should be aware of that shit. Like, that shit is not cool. Like I said, you don't, men, do not let your girl get embarrassed by some shit. Don't, that's gonna make it worse. Like, even if, if something she wouldn't have gotten up, as upset about before, you add embarrassment on top of that and she gonna be real upset. Don't let her get embarrassed. Don't let somebody else tell her something you should have told her. You should have mentioned that. Like, you this situation what? is not. This is is your family being involved, I think, is what make it different. Right. If he just like had a one night stand and she contacted him, was like, baby, may or may not be yours. And like, but it's cool. We done with it. And he didn't have no contact. Nobody had contact with her. That would be different. Y'all are staying engaged with this lady and this child. Your wife should have known about that. Dickhead. It sounds like he's downplaying the reality. Because if this really was not a big thing and you didn't think that this was your daughter and y'all weren't gonna do nothing, why your whole family know about all of this? Like, why is this such a big like you can't conveniently create a narrative in your life around this thing having value because you're telling everybody about it, but then when it benefits you in another relationship, act like that thing don't exist. That ain't that ain't fair to anybody. It ain't fair to the people that have a relationship with your wife, and it ain't fair to your wife to be in a room with those people who have this different dynamic. It, it's just not fair. You are definitely the asshole for downplaying this whole situation. And you know what, Red? I'll go even further than what you said. You said that if you want to know whether you should tell a woman something, if you're asking yourself, should I tell them this, and you ask yourself, what will she be embarrassed? I'll go so far to say is if you're saying, should I tell her this? You probably should tell her. Probably. <laughs> yeah. If you're asking yourself, should I tell her something? Just tell her shit. Tell her to be safe. Yeah. And the reality is if telling her would lose you your relationship, keeping the secret is, is problematic itself. It's going to be even worse. Like I yeah. said, nobody likes to be lied to. But like, it's going to be worse on the, on the back end. Yeah, like if you have to keep a secret that could lose you your relationship, man, you might as well go find you somebody else to be with. Quit wasting her time and your time. Yeah. And and stressing yourself out keeping a fucking secret that you, you know, just telling either. Like what I've been working with my clients lately is 
hard conversations strengthen your relationship if it don't break it. I mean, that's just what it do. You know, from my opinion, I mean, yeah. clearly, depending on the person you're telling the secret to, it's some shit you can tell somebody and be a hard conversation that don't break your relationship, but your relationship is fucked up now. Yeah. No, but you shouldn't have did the shit you did that you had to confess about it. That's the case. This is true. You know, but hard conversations are sometimes what fix the relationship but uh, and strengthen it. But a lot of people feel like hard conversations um, are going to complicate it. But that ain't always the case, man. But if you got to keep a secret that would break your relationship, then leave that shit alone. Yes. He, he should have left, he'd have left that shit alone, told his woman up front. But he definitely shouldn't have let her on like this, especially realizing that she was that excited about the fact that he didn't have kids and yep. couldn't have kids. You know. Yep. Because I'm sure she didn't want to deal with this, right? Like, like people who don't want to come into a situation, like I don't have kids, okay? And for the longest time, I said I wasn't going to date somebody with kids because that comes with all manner of complications, whether you're male or female. For me, the complication comes in where now you have this other woman that has your child that like you you have to interact with, and depending on what your how y'all relationship ended is going to depend a lot on how them interactions are going to go a lot of times. And I don't want to fucking deal with that. Like, I don't come with that kind of drama, right? My drama is my own. It's my attitude. It's my snarkiness. That's what my drama is. It ain't a whole level, a whole suitcase of baggage, right? Some people don't like to deal with that. And so if she was excited about meeting somebody that didn't have that baggage, and you knew you had the baggage, but because legally you don't have the baggage or because you haven't rectified or because the thing about it is this is an easy fix. Okay. It's 2022. Finding out if you're this child's father is not that difficult. I'm sure that they have like mailing things and all like there are ways that if you really just wanted to dead this and end it that you could have done so. But he sound like one of these people who just kind of like sit back and just let things exist as they are as long as it's not causing him any you know issues it's been to cause some issues now because now your wife know about it <laughs> she's mad but he was suited to just let it be out there as long as he didn't really have to deal with it other than like his mom saying something to him every now and then but like some people don't be wanting to deal with that baggage that comes along when you got a kid you know what if if i was thinking to myself that i was not gonna tell my new lady about this thing but we had a conversation and i told her you yeah, know i don't have any kids um and i'm sterile i can't have kids and she did a michael jackson spin and moonwalk right behind me and was like hee hee yes i'd be like okay well let me let me just be, <laughs> let me just clear some things <laughs> like again if my, if the valuable part about me wasn't anything to do with kids then you know maybe it wouldn't be that big a deal but when you realize that that's a big selling point for her yep. it should have automatically become more important to you that damn i may need to communicate this to her because she got really excited about the prospect that i didn't have kids and i very well may have a kid on the other side of the world somewhere yep. so it's like you gotta evaluate that shit in real time too yeah. you know he fucked he up. Didn't. You fucked up. You are the asshole, sir. You should have told her, man. You are and the you asshole. definitely shouldn't have let your mom. Like I said, nothing worse. I can't imagine sitting at a family dinner and some bullshit come out. And now I got I'm look with egg on my face because everybody looking at me like, oh, you didn't know? Oh, he didn't communicate with that. He didn't tell you. Like, I don't want that. Like, don't do that to me. Everybody oh. in the room know this shit stuff for me, and I'm just sitting here looking like stupid. <laughs> so we got a couple of best case scenarios. 
The first best case scenario for him is that it ain't his baby. Yeah. The second best case scenario for him is that it is his baby, but she never reached out to him because she don't care. But, sir, I wish, I hope that's your baby. I do, too. I, I really do. I hope that's your baby, <laughs> but I hope she want to holler at your ass next year. Yeah. Because I want your wife to say, fuck you and leave, because you shouldn't have <laughs> goddamn lied. That's a big one, man. That's a big one. Can't do that, man. Like, you can't, stuff like that, tell people. Like, again, it, you, first of all, it's not as complicated as he trying to make it seem, right? It's a lot of people out here that had one night stays and somebody might get pregnant and be like, I don't know if it's yours or not. Like, please don't. I know you're saying because she in New Zealand that that makes it more complicated, but it is nowhere near the compli- level of complicated that you're trying to pass it off as, sir. <laughs> it's not. That is something that you could have clearly expressed to her in the same way you clearly expressed it in this goddamn uh, Reddit. So you could have told her the same thing you typed out to us. And explain it to her that same fucking way. And you chose not to do that shit. So miss me with that. I, I you bring, are, in fact, this, the asshole. I bring up this example a lot. But, like, that episode of Family Matters where their cousin came into town and Eddie, Steve, and him stole a car. <laughs> and Carl Winslow talked to him and was like, are you even sorry? He was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry I got caught. <laughs> That's him. He is. He would have died with this shit. Yeah. If his mama wanted to put him out there. And you know she talks to you about this all the time. This is this, the audacity. If men ain't got nothing else, the levels of audacity. You know that your mama talk about this all the time. And in your little pea brain, at no point did you think, my mama might bring this shit up in front of her. Like, the, the level of control men sometimes think that they have over these situations. Like, I ain't going to get caught because this, this, and that. And ain't no way that going to happen. And every time. That ain't no way makes a way. <laughs> <laughs> you should have known at some point your mom would have snitched it out or somebody else in the family because it literally sounds like everybody's aware of this situation except for your wife yeah. and it, you can't you can't put nobody in that position man it's not a good feeling yeah it's not a good feeling so yeah you're the asshole so she sent us a second one as well this is also an am i the asshole Mm-hmm. Um, this one is, am I the asshole for refusing to resend mom my wedding invite after she gifted my wheelchair-bound, soon-to-be husband running shoes as a joke? Oh, that's fucked up. Oh, your mama not shit. Oh, damn. She gifted her, her wheelchair-bound, soon-to-be husband running shoes as a joke. Why would you give somebody a, a wheelchair running shoes? That's not funny. You're a dick. <laughs> your mom's a dick. Read the, read the letter. Read the letter. Read the letter. I didn't want to make no assumptions. That was a lot of words. It was a lot of words for the title. She's 29 and her her soon-to-be husband is 32. I met my STBH. Is that what they call it? Soon-to-be husband. husband. Put in parentheses. Like, put, make acronyms for anything. Uh, I met my STBH two years ago. He's wheelchair-bound, yes, but he's the most kind-hearted, generous person I've known. I'm not the prettiest or most intelligent out there, but he accepts and loves me as I am. We met via group therapy because he lost his mom. <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen her facial expression. The therapist in me just was like, oh, Jesus, that's not, uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. We met via group therapy because he lost his mom in the same accident that made him disabled. When he met my mom, I'm sorry, this is a bit hard for me to type out. He really hoped that he'd see her as his own, but she acted a bit rude towards him. She kept making jokes about him and teased him a lot. 
We arranged for a wedding that meets our budget. My STBH's mom's death anniversary was last month. Mom joked about him being responsible for the accident, which created a dispute. Jesus. I told my mom she she's to apologize for making him cry, and she did. Two weeks ago, she called asking if she could attend his birthday, and he told me to let her come. She came and was all loving and cheerful. She apologized for the past misunderstandings, and my STBH was confused by her change of heart. We had... We had a great time till after dinner. She gave him a box saying this was her gift for his birthday. He opened it and what we saw was a pair of Nike running shoes. He looked at her and she started laughing, then said something about being optimistic and hoping he'd use them one day. I lost it and we both started yelling at each other with her saying it was just a joke. I said this was utter humiliation because she was basically rubbing it in his face that he, rubbing, that she, Wait, that she was basically rubbing it in his face that he is how he is. My STBH said it was okay, but I had her step outside to talk. She kept arguing, saying she didn't mean for this to play out like that and that he was being too sensitive and could use more therapy because his reaction should have been to laugh. I said she's no longer welcome to the wedding. She acted shocked, saying I was really taking this too seriously, but I insisted that she send back the invite. My dad joined us and begged that I take time to calm down and not make a decision I might regret later. She got into the car and was crying. Dad said we'd talk later, but I said nothing to talk about after she insulted my STBH in front of my friends. Dad then got in the car and left. The birthday party got awkward, which led to guests leaving early. Dad kept calling me after I got the invite back to try to act like it was a to try to act like a mediator between us and got the family involved. They said, this is my mom. And while she might've done something that was seen as offensive, excluding her from the wedding is too much and asked me to resend her the invite so we could get this over with. But I kept saying, no, fuck your family, yo, for real. Your family's bullshit. And your mom is an asshole. Your mom is the asshole in this situation, sweetie, not you. Why would you do that? That's so mean. (laughs) What the fuck kind of mama have you been on shit like this? Exactly. That's probably why she was in the group therapy herself. <laughs> shit. Hell no. That's... The, oh, your mom is... From jokingly blaming him for the accident in which his mother died. Like, all you're talking about he too sensitive. Bitch, you are insensitive as a bitch. Like, I... I my God. <laughs> That was fucking awful. Why would you do that? You going to gift him some running? And then you did it. He already is, you know, having to deal with this huge change in life. Like I said, what? how old did I say he was? He 32 and then lost hit the ability to walk. That's very young to be in a wheelchair when you've been walking up until that point. So he already having to deal with that tragic loss, the loss of his mother. It's like trying to deal with all of these things. And then you go and embarrass him in front of a group of people by giving him running shoes. How do you think, what kind of a person would you have to be to think that shit is funny? You know, this is what throws me off on this debate about censoring comedians. Because if you can just call anything a joke, at what point are you really trying to discern whether the intent of the person was harmful or not? Like if David Duke tomorrow say he's a comedian and get on stage and say, hey, how many monkeys do it take to screw in a light bulb? Depends on if they went to high school or not. (laughs) Like, 
is that a joke or is that racism? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because we know what David Duke's history is. We know how you think about black folks. You know what I'm saying? So when you know that a person don't fuck with you and they do something and then they call it a joke, can you take it as a joke or do you supposed to look at the intent behind what the person or the impact? Again, like Dave Chappelle's jokes, the intent is to be funny and to be have a social dialogue, but the impact is that it, it hurts some people. So it's real hard to know where that is, but like this is objectively fucking fucked up. Yeah. Like you should box your mama. Yes. And the rest no, of your family. No fucking gloves. <laughs> at the front. And you know one thing I hate, I don't know why I hate seeing this dynamic more than any other dynamic, but when there is a problematic mother and a daddy that just be such a pacifist and letting the wife get away with all kind of fucking dumb shit. That really, I hate seeing that dynamic. I hate seeing that dynamic. I don't know why. Let me, I am not of the school of thought that just because a person holds a label in your life, so she's your mom. I hate when people be like, well, she's your mom. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Don't tell me that to excuse bad behavior. I don't give a fuck who she is. She sat up here and did something that was ridiculously insensitive. This is not the first time. This is a series of bad behavior. And I can't imagine what this poor kid grew up with, with her mom being the way that she fucking is. And y'all want to tell her, well, she's your mom. I don't give a fuck about that. And I'm her daughter, but y'all don't give a fuck about that label, do you? So I hate that. I cannot stand when people try to give folks passes based off of whatever place they have in your life. I, that doesn't matter. You do not get to just treat people like shit because you gave birth to them. That's not how that works. And they supposed to just take it and take it and keep taking it and take it in more because it's my mom, so I have to. No, the fuck you do not. Fuck your mom, okay? And fuck your daddy for not standing up for you. And fuck any of them other family members who trying to uh, force you or guilt you into inviting her to your fucking wedding. She don't need to be there, period. Fuck y'all. Don't come either. And that's my irritation with that, like, but that's your mama or but that's your daddy shit. Because in my head, the way that people perceive that is that that mama and that daddy had a loving relationship, decided to have a child, had that child, and that child had a good childhood, and then became this adult who ain't appreciative of their mama. When in reality, they just fucked on one night, didn't plan on getting pregnant, they had a shotgun <laughs> wedding because their parents was tripping, daddy married to a woman that's an asshole that he don't want to be married to, so he deal with her shit, and then try to fucking placate everybody else around from her bullshit, and people are saying, but that's your mama, thinking that everything been peachy keen, because in my mind, that's the only reason that you would say, but that's your mama, you should forgive, like, no, my mama is objectively an asshole, yep. what about what he is to her, that ain't his mama, Exactly. Like, what if he got them hitman her ass, took one of them little fiber wires and put them around <laughs> her neck and just choked her just long enough for her damn eyeballs to pop red and then let her go and be like, you ever say some shit like that again in your life? What y'all gonna say to him? You can't say that's your mama. <laughs> what you gonna say is that is a stranger who offended you utterly in front of other people and you got what you fucking deserve. <laughs> like, okay, family, even if you want to make the daughter be responsible for what you know, for upholding mama and still connecting with mama. Don't y'all can't make him do that. No, you can't. That make that could be his decision, not her decision. And if he decide that, what are y'all gonna say now? Are y'all gonna say, well, you should talk him into yep. being okay with being offended because that's your mama and your wedding is a special day? Either that or you should marry him if he gonna come in between you and your family. Cause of bullshit like that. That's what they're gonna say. Because anybody who would 
try to talk her into allowing this woman to come after. Again, this was not a single event. Even if it had been a single event, I feel like that's bad enough on its own because that's really fucked up. You went out of your way to think of the most awful, terrible thing that you could get to give to him all in the name of it being a joke. So even if that stood on its own, then that would be enough for me. But this wasn't even the first thing. You didn't made a joke about him killing his mama and being responsible for it. And just <laughs> fuck your family, honey. Like, girl, if you don't go on about your business, you are not the asshole. This should have read, is my mom the asshole? And inevitably that answer is yes, your mother is the asshole. Your mama, oh, that's awful. I just. And you know his story and you know what happened and you know that again like i can't imagine as much as i do and i ain't even the most mobile person okay i sit on the couch and watch tv quite a bit but the mobility that i do need to use my legs for i can't imagine waking up one day and that shit just be taken from me especially at the young age of 32 like i feel like when you start getting older and your shit starts shutting down at a certain point i feel like you just get to be like oh fucking kidney bad just another thing like <laughs> everything is just kind of shutting down 32 you do not expect to be in a wheelchair you don't and that is hard enough and he lost his mom and he probably already was feeling any kind of some kind of guilt depending on if he was driving a car just so many things that go into that that make this mom be such a bitch for that and your dad is a bitch made nigga he is for him coming in instead of checking his wife he gonna check you no no me and daddy would have had some words too you don't get your ass out of here too you uninvited too how about that <laughs> you can't come neither stay at home with your bitch of a wife fuck out of here y'all is crazy that was awful my god that was some other shit but it was hell no um do you have any guess who sent us a letter last minute oh who call it Colin. Maybe he responded. No, he didn't. Oh. Okay. I'm going to read what he got, though. Okay. Episode 273, Spring Meat Solstice. You know, <laughs> the dedication. I got to give it to him for the dedication. He dedicated. You do know that you challenged him. <laughs> I did. Early in the podcast. And I was very wrong for that because he has risen to the occasion. I and then some. I knew that shit was going to go south. <laughs> What is good, y'all? Welcome to spring. My kiddo is here with me, so it's been hard to listen. I sent in two options for Red to pick from, and I'll definitely provide a double letter for next episode. Also, check out Triangle Strategy on the Switch if you like thinking games. Meet positivity forever. Colin. What is that? Tri triangle st strategy? Yeah, triangle oh, strategy. Triangle? Like the yeah. shape? Okay. I do like thinking games, and I have a Switch. So I'm sure that was for me because you don't have a switch. He said he sent in two options for you to pick from. Where's that? At? Maybe he thought he added them and he didn't. Oh, okay. He sent them to my Facebook Messenger. Okay. Am I the asshole for leaving my husband at the clinic and driving off? Ooh. Or am I the asshole for banning my dad from bringing my mom to my wedding? Tell Red to choose one. LOL. I feel like both of them are some fuck shit, and that's why he's saying that. And either way, there's a like a loaded gun behind both doors. But um, we just did one about a wedding. So what was the other one? Am I the asshole for leaving my husband at the clinic and driving off? 
at what clinic? Go ahead. I, I'm scared because like I'm like, what clinic? <laughs> we'll do that one. Let's do that one. All right. Hello. I am a female of 26. I've been together with my husband, Austin, male 35, for three years. Put his whole name out there. He was married before me, but divorced his ex-wife because he couldn't because she couldn't have kids. Ever since I became pregnant, he did a complete 180. He became obsessed by constantly watching me every move and breathing down my neck. He even hung photos of the sonogram. He also came up with a list of what I'm allowed and not allowed to do, like driving, not eating certain foods, not working, but still I stood my ground and continued working. Also, not wear high heels or watch certain shows or see family unless precautions were taken. It's been exhausting for me already, but he has made it 10 times worse. Yesterday, he woke me up at 7 a.m. and said we had to go to the doctor. I asked why since I wasn't feeling sick, and he said just had a hunch, and I had to skip work and go with him to the appointment just to make sure because he felt something was wrong. I said no, but he went and called my boss and took the day off for me. I was just speechless, but decided to go with, go get it over with. We got there after he kept scolding me for things I did the night before that might have caused a problem, but literally there was no problem. The doctor told us that, but he asked her to check again, and she did. He then asked her to check again and again. I couldn't take it when he asked her again. I just got up, took my bag, and walked out and left him arguing with the doc. I got into the car and went home immediately. He, he, damn. he kept calling, then came home and started yelling at me for leaving in the middle of my examination and then leaving him at the clinic. I blew up and told him I couldn't stand his obsession anymore and that his paranoia made me feel paranoid and it's beginning to affect my social life, mental and physical health and my, my livelihood. He looked at me and said I hurt him with what I said and that he was just trying to make sure the baby was fine and I, I was being aggressive and irresponsible towards him and the baby this entire time. He said I was acting like a neglectful mother when the baby isn't even here yet, then left and turned his phone off. This morning he's acting distant and expecting some sort of apology for what I did. Am I overreacting? Grandma, um, okay, in the beginning, before this progressed, right, those first few sentences, you know, I do get, because men are on the outside, like, there are some dads that, like, are really, like, wanting the kid to get here and are, like, really, you know, like, really into it, and I don't know, maybe he lost the hat, was with somebody, he don't have no kids, but maybe he was with somebody that had a miscarriage or something, okay, Maybe that happened. I wasn't, I was kind of like, ooh, in the beginning, but it wasn't as bad. But as the letter progressed and his behavior became more and more unreasonable and insane, <laughs> um, go fuck him. He is crazy. He is crazy. First of all, you are not going to call off for work for me. Okay, I wouldn't even went to that damn doctor's appointment because you're not going to be. I don't reward behavior, right? I don't. I feel like you have to be very mindful of the things that you allow people to do, because if they they figure out they can do it, they're gonna keep doing it, right? So you're not gonna get rewarded for calling off for work for me by me going to the doctor's appointment, which is what you wanted. You're not gonna get that thing, okay? Wouldn't have went to the doctor's appointment. Then she goes to the doctor's appointment. And this nigga is going to argue with the doctor who you're paying for her expertise. You a nigga off the street. If she's saying that everything is fine, then nigga, what is you talking about? What is your background? Are you an OBGYN? I don't think you are. How are you going to go back with her, back and forth with her and keep telling her to check some shit, my dude? No, you're crazy. You're crazy. She was an asshole for leaving him. And again, I wouldn't even, it wouldn't have been a situation for me to leave you at the clinic because I wouldn't have fucking went to the clinic. 
you're not gonna get rewarded for bad behavior. You done called off after I done told you I'm not going because this sounds crazy. You, I would not have gone to that doctor's appointment. I just had a day off. Either that or I would have went on into work and been like, he can't call off for me. Don't listen to him. He's crazy. But I would not have gone to the to the doctor's appointment because fuck you. <laughs> this me. is uh this this is a dangerous situation to be yeah. honest. This is very dangerous. Like this is uh you're not going to be safe with your child type territory. He sounds like the kind of person who would make up stuff once the baby get here to try to take the baby from her. Like she's out smoking crack and breastfeeding the baby. Or like I feel like he make up some shit. Yeah, this is a dangerous situation that you know, these are those red flags that people be talking about. Like some people think some people will mask over what looks like being concerned and caring about a thing, but it's really controlling and manipulative behavior at the point where they start making decisions for your life and not listening to professionals telling you about you. Like at what point are he going to start looking and reading on the internet and coming up with his own answers for what he think is going on and it end up being that problematic of a situation like th- this is dangerous territory this is get out of this shit territory that nigga's crazy yeah it's not he gonna be crazy it's not gonna get better from here no like i said i really feel like he the kind of person that would like do as much as he possibly could to get custody of the child away from her like he's that controlling of a person he just sound crazy like girl get out get out of there Please yeah. and thank you. Yeah, leave. That's your best option in this situation. Immediately. Um, I have another am I the asshole. Okay. Am I the asshole for firing the babysitter for being a bad influence? Oh, Lord. That means she ain't really a bad influence. It means that this parent <laughs> is irrational. Whatever the babysitter <laughs> is doing ain't a big deal. And we ain't going to see it as a big deal. But the parent <laughs> is the problem. Go for it. <laughs> Uh, this is the man writing in. Um, okay. My wife and I hired a babysitter, Adeline, who's 18, for our kids. So the kids are eight months, two, a two-year-old daughter, four-year-old daughter, five-year-old son, and a seven-year-old daughter. Um, so they hired the Adeline a few months ago. Adeline is great with the kids, and she's the only babysitter that can handle so many young kids. A couple of problems are that she's consistently late. It's usually no more than five minutes. She has been 10 and even 15 minutes late, however, but it's still irritating. Another thing is, after she gets everyone in bed, she spends the rest of the night on her phone or laptop. She never cleans up the playroom because she claims it's always messy and she doesn't know where anything goes and will only clean up what she did with the kids. For example, Adeline did an art project with my older three kids and cleaned the counters and the floor after the art project, but she didn't pick up the toys that were in the living room or do the dishes. Is she a maid or a babysitter? The fuck? Another problem is that her outfits can be a little inappropriate for kids so young. Crop tops, shorts, skirts, dresses that are a little too short, uh, low-cut shirts, etc., I've asked my wife to talk to her about it. I felt that it would be more comfortable coming from another woman, but she refused, even though she admitted that she would like Adeline to wear less, slightly less revealing clothes. My parents are in town and they wanted to take the kids on a walk. While on the walk, they saw Adeline on a run wearing a sports bra and shorts that barely covered anything. All of my kids had seen it and we heard about how they had seen Adeline without a shirt for days. My five-year-old has also been talking about how pretty she is and that he's going to marry her when he's older, 
which is completely inappropriate, sir. I decided to fire her because of the reasons I listed above. When I told my wife, she started screaming at me because she thinks Adeline is a great babysitter and is reasonably priced. I told her Adeline is a bad influence and I don't want her around my kids, but she's refusing to speak to me until I call Adeline back and offer her her job back. She even wants me to offer her a raise if she says no. Am I the asshole for uh, firing the babysitter for being a bad influence? Yes, yes, you are the fucking asshole. <laughs> because you have some <laughs> fundamental misunderstandings of what's going on in your world. First off, <laughs> y'all are projecting your own adult interpretations of uh, uh, other adults' like sexual behaviors onto kids. Those kids are not don't look at no fucking crop top and none of that shit as anything other than it's nothing. Like what what is it supposed to be doing for your kids, right? And the little boy saying he want to marry kids get crushed. That's what they do. They get it's, crushes all the time. That they want to marry see, teachers. They want to make like. But see, in his head, he think that his child want to marry her because. She be dressing sexually class, uh, scantily clad and sexually because he think his child understands that, you know, uh, that's what adults do in order to like, like and value each other because, you know, that's how he's interpreting it. I think the real problem is he's afraid. He's afraid himself. He's afraid that he gonna look at her for too long. He gonna be attracted to her and it's gonna risk his own um self-control that's what he's afraid of if you ask me and he just using his kids as a pawn for why he's making this decision yeah bro you can go to any park and watch any old white lady running and she gonna have on a sports bra and little bitty shorts yep up her behind yep. that's that's how they run yep like that <sighs> That's terrible, man. And then she, so she clean. You mad because she cleans up after herself, but she's not cleaning your fucking house. She's not a maid, okay? If she did like all these art pro art projects with these kids and left all of the shit that she created, oh, I could see you being upset about that. But you mad because she's not going to other areas of your house to fucking clean up? She's not the maid, nigga. She's your babysitter. Why are you expecting that out of her anyway? Some of the comments, uh, everybody think he the asshole. This person said, you're the asshole. Kids don't sexualize clothing. You did. I have been in childcare for eight years. Your five-year-old probably wants to marry your babysitter because he or she loves, or because he um, loves her. Kids always say they want to marry parents, family, as they don't yet understand the concept. As a nanny, I wear whatever I feel comfortable in and have never had an issue as the children don't even notice what I wear. As for her being late, have you discussed it? edit also for the cleaning stuff how much are you paying her the going rate for four kids and an infant is 30 to 50 dollars an hour and i think and personally i think that's minimum i didn't even touch on the fact that you didn't consult your wife not cool man now that thousands of people on the internet have clocked you i hope you do the right thing and change your mindset i know this may seem like a reach but things like this sexualizing an 18 year old running in athletic wear really do contribute to rape culture. If you're raising children, I really hope you get a hold of your emotions and step up to the plate, get educated and realize how the things you say and do have a chain reaction. Exactly. Like, like everybody uh, got on his ass for sexualizing her and making a big deal about what she had on and the little boy saying he wanted to marry her. Kids do that all the time. Bruh, like this woman could literally be having a fight ring in your house with the neighborhood kids. 
like <laughs> that has happened before in some babysitting. <laughs> this girl could literally be slapping the shit out your kids when they do something <laughs> stupid. She could be cussing them out. She could be bringing a boy in there, fucking him while your kids downstairs about to kill themselves, sticking a fork in the plug, plug in the fork. Wait, I said it right the first time. Fork in the plug. But what you're doing is you're firing her because she don't dress the way you like and you think that your children are looking at her in a sexual manner. So again, like the comment said, adults be sexualizing kids, you know, and we got into this. We got into this conversation when when that kid was on that uh, that pole class. You know, Uh, I mean, pole is an exercise as much as it is an exotic pastime. A kid ain't looking at it thinking that they pop their ass on the pole for men. That's not how they looking at it. It's just a fun thing to do. You know, if that's the case, anything can be that. You know what I'm saying? Like if your child jump up on the stop sign and, you know, you're going to be like, get your ass off that stop sign. You know, we don't do that shit around here. You ain't gonna pop your ass for no damn bus drivers. <laughs> like, are, is that what is that your move? <laughs> like, it's a lot of men out here who, you know, are are genuine dudes who don't be knowing about misogyny a lot because really they just haven't been in circles that challenge that shit. But when you start raising kids. Bro, like you're gonna find out that like little girls and little boys masturbate as early as five years old. What you gonna tell your kid then? You know what I'm saying? You you gotta figure that shit out. You had like you can't you can't tell your little boys it's okay to masturbate, but shame your little girls. I'm inclined to believe that's what this daddy would do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, he it, has more girls. I think I think he only had one son and three daughters. So that's even more scary that this is you raising all of these little girls and you doing this kind of shit. Um, the other thing that people in the comments had a problem was the, the cleaning. Like, she don't wash dishes. She's not the maid. <laughs> like, were you clear about what the, the parameters of her hire? If you tell, if you hire me and say, I want you to babysit the kids, that's what the fuck I'm going to do, okay? I don't like cleaning up my own house. You think I'm going to come over here and just be randomly cleaning up your house? Then to say, like, oh, she be, once, once she put the kids to bed, she be on her laptop and stuff. Why you care? <laughs> she's still in the house. What's she supposed to do? What the fuck do you do when the kids are asleep? I guess that's asleep? what he want her to do during that downtime. She's supposed to be cleaning his fucking house like she's a goddamn well, maid. All of this has the remnants of a man that is very cheap and that wants to justify his money being spent the way he spent it. Okay, well, if you got time, you need to be cleaning up the rest of the house because this shit expensive. And, oh, you just on your laptop playing games while the kids are asleep? No, we're not paying you for that. It really reeks of a man that just is cheap as fuck and wants all of her time to be accounted for. But just, that ain't how it work. That ain't how it work, player. Look, update. So this is the update. I wanted to wait till we discussed it. My wife is able to get through to Adeline. She will come back for $45 an hour and we will be getting her a car. God damn. Exactly. <laughs> a car? Wife wasn't no, the wife wasn't. The wife was like, no, fuck you. We, I want to get out of this house and get away from these fucking kids. She was good. She watched them. They, they, they ain't died. Okay, she was reasonable. Get her back now. And you know what? The other part of that, if, if this is his mentality... It's likely that he's the person that works and the wife is the one that do, do the housekeeping and tending to the kids. And he was willing to sacrifice his wife's freedom 
because of his little insecurities, which is probably why wife was so, you know, intent on now get her back, you bitch ass motherfucker. What the fuck is wrong with you? This ain't how that shit finna go down. You know, he probably that's probably one of the situations where like you don't realize how much work goes into this because you think you can just pay and depend on me to do stuff and I do it, but like you're not making these decisions now. You're not making these decisions. I hope what the wife has learned is that she's going to have to take a better role in how her husband perceives the existence of women because he can't see what women wear outside of the sexual implications that he believes they're making without saying it. You know what I'm saying? He thinks that she's dressing like this for her kids to start adopting that way of looking at the world. I mean, come on, bro. That's not a bad example, Okay. Your kids yeah. are going to lick. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, your son's going to get out here and probably one of your daughters and see a woman popping her ass and going to want to go home with him that night. That's just what it's going to be. <laughs> that's that's what the world becomes. It's fine. Women should have body autonomy to do what they want to do. As men, we shouldn't look at them and think that it automatically means something sexual. Adam and Eve was out here butt-ass naked. You know what I'm saying? Imagine if they didn't get kicked out of the Garden of Eden and we was all just butt-ass naked out here. You know, we wouldn't have this idea of what uh, sexual, sexually, sexual intentions are based on what you wear, right? You know, the idea, the fact of a person being naked shouldn't mean that, oh, they're trying to have sex and they're trying to, you know, be a, a, a bad influence on kids because they're naked. No, it's just the human body without clothes. We've created this scale that's problematic and, you yeah, know, fuck him. And you know, again, he might be a de- he might be a decent dude like this. Sound like it. No, 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 I'm just saying. Again, this is how misogyny, sexism, and patriarchy has a hold on our whole society, where a man can go his whole life with these underlying thoughts, and until a moment in his late life show up. And showcase that he has some underlying thoughts that are problematic about this stuff. You know, and it ain't like, I mean, it could be worse. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying, though. Like, it could be worse in the sense that he's only perceiving her as being sex, not being sexual, but being a bad influence because of how she dressed. He just need a little bit of understanding from his wife will, will win. But the reality is she might feel the same way, too. She just might want to be away from them damn kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, look, as long as she ain't fucking the boy, let's let's re-examine this. <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you you are the asshole for that, sir. Uh, and yeah, you don't, you know, you gonna fire the baby. Like, do not, if I'm married to you, do not make major decisions that are gonna impact me without checking with me. Don't do that. Don't come to me and be like, I fired the babysitter. You did what? When the fuck did we say we was firing the babysitter? What you mean you fired the baby? Like, that's going to be a problem off top. So where's the, off no top. respect. Respect is gone. Like, I don't respect like, this. It's going to be problematic. <laughs> don't do that. Don't make decisions without me. Especially decisions that's going to more impact me than you. Fuck out of here, you you upset. You don't even watch these goddamn kids when you here. Fuck out of my face. <laughs> Put your punk ass down somewhere. Um, 
But yeah, so uh, did you have any letters? No. Okay. Um, So if you have a Reddit post or you just want to write in and talk or you want us to talk about something specific, because we do not see everything. Or some things I see and I'd be like, eh, I don't really want to talk about it. But like, it may be something that you want to hear us talk about. So you can send that in. You can catch us on our social media that we shared before. Or we have a Gmail account, which is conversationcarnartist at gmail.com. You can send it to us that way. With the Reddit post, you might want to copy and paste it because sometimes people will delete them shit. So by the time we get to it to read it, it might be gone. Yeah. Oh, getting into news. Katanji Brown, the newest potential addition to the Supreme Court. Oh, if y'all have been paying attention, she has been questioned all week by senators. If we can and, call it, I like to think of them as impotent, small-minded little men. Listen, Katanji Brown is the most qualified person that has ever ran for a Supreme Court seat, the most qualified. And turning and she's played all kind of positions. She was even a clerk for the judge that she's replacing. She worked with the man. She used to go on road trips with him and Antonia Scallion. What was his name? Antonia Scalia. And they would have debates about their, uh. uh judicial philosophies basically right now i don't know how much you know about that but basically scalia was like a, a originalist he believes that the the constitution was written by men at the time and should be applied for what those men intended at the time it doesn't take into consideration that times have changed. It's just basically find a way to apply what they meant to today versus the uh, another school of thought. I don't know what it's called, but where the Constitution is, it is what it is, but it's a living document based on what's going on in our world today. And so you have to adjust the interpretation for the world that we have today, not try to force apply from the old school now colin you can speak on this much better than i can um and it would be cool if you can give some insight on like how you perceive those kind of philosophies or what you think i think that would be cool but you know not necessary do what you want to do but on to working in the public defender's office on to working on cases regarding terrorism and 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 gitmo and being a federal judge and being a lawyer she's done everything two times over more than some of these people have that are on the supreme court and the way that they disrespected this woman it was just so disheartening to see man it's frustrating because even when you do 75 percent more than what they have to do or what's expected of them or whatever the case may be you still get treated like trash you know there's no way in the minds of some people for us to ever even to be equal to be better nothing no matter how much you accomplish no matter how posed you are don't fucking matter (laughs) 
don't fucking matter. You are still going to be treated like trash. And that is ridiculous. The, the questions that they were asking her and the number of times that she had to keep reminding them of why she was sitting there and what she was there for. The number of times that she had to say, I am here <laughs> to talk about my experience is ridiculous. Like the stuff that they were asking. <laughs> Ted Cruz, like, and her facial expression, her, her answers were the answers that should have been given. Okay, she gave what was supposed to have been given. Her face, though, her face told what she was really, truly feeling as these ignorant-ass men asked her these dumb-ass questions. Not just men, because what's the little white lady name that was asking her about the definition of a woman? I forgot that bitch name. I, it, it, ain't, it ain't just, worth knowing. Huh? It ain't worth knowing. <laughs> it, it just, you know, because, and I feel like a large part of it is because her credentials, her experience speak for themselves and it's so great they just decided to completely ignore that shit and just go off the rails and talk about all that because like you ain't gonna be able to go toe-to-toe with her on her credentials and her experience so they didn't want to talk about that because you can't refute that there's nothing that you can do about that it just it is what it is it stands on its own okay her resume is, is superb um they so they just avoided talking about what and that's what the fucking hearings were supposed to be about they avoided that altogether and just went into these like weird rants. Ted Cruz pulling out a book about racist babies and asking her if she's read the book and like a children's book, mind you. <laughs> like it was just so much like there are times that happen now that are so ridiculous that I think to myself, Saturday Night Live can't even do nothing with this because like their job is to go like above and beyond and make you know make caricatures of like the silly things that happen this shit was a caricature already how do you caricature a caricature <laughs> like how you do that you can make clearly you can widen the gap between the preposterousness <laughs> like you can make katanji the reasonable person in the room and make them even more preposterous. Like that's what Saturday Night Live would probably do with it. It was already so preposterous on its own. Like watching it, you really, I mean, it felt like there were points that felt like a skit. It was like, there's no way, there's no way. There's no way they're asking her this and expecting a response. Ted Cruz kept interrupting and I just really hate him. You know, I just, I don't like him as a human. He's bad. Like, first though, he done changed his Cuban name and just wanted to go by Ted. That's the first you bitch ass nigga for that. But kept mentioning the fact that he's Cuban when he was asking her stuff. You don't claim Cuban the other time, bitch. Shut up. Stop that. <laughs> you want to talk then, about it now because it's convenient? Then when Texas was freezing, this man flew out to goddamn Cancun. Cancun. They call him Cancun Cruise. <laughs> but another thing is that he got a really, really punchable face. He does. He looks smug when he be doing that shit. It got so bad to the point that any, even when she tried to answer, and this is how they do. What they be trying to do is just keep talking and keep talking and keep talking. And when they start to answer, they interrupt them and then say that they're not answering the question. Or they start answering in a way that they don't like. Then they interrupt them and say you're not answering the question. 
because the answer that they want is the answer that they want, not the actual answer that the candidate is giving. And the reality is all of them people, none of them were talking to Katanji Brown. None of them were talking to Katanji Brown. They were talking to the, the, the Trumpers. They were talking to their constituents. They were making sure that they knew this is where I stand on CRT. People who going to be voting for me later. You know that it's bad. That woman asking about women. All of them questions that everybody was asking in some degree has something to do with school curriculums or, or, or transgender, uh, trans, trans rights, yeah. LGBTQ community stuff. You know, and, and the child porn thing is fucking embarrassing because the research shows that the Republican judges in the area sentence uh, the same types of crimes with lower time than Katanji Brown did. But it, it their position is not about delivering the truth. It's about marketing this narrative to their constituents so that they can get this same group of people to believe what they're saying. For example, that book that uh, um, wrote that uh, he Ted was talking Cruz. about, that Ted yeah. Cruz was talking about, that had the, uh, he said it has, it says that babies are born racist. It, the book doesn't say that at all. It's a guy on TikTok that read the whole book and none of it says that babies are racist or born racist. It says that babies are taught to be racist or anti-racist because the book is about anti-racist baby. It's basically a baby that's anti-racist and it's talking about the baby is telling the story of how to be anti-racist. But they are so willing, so uh, invested in being willing to lie about what the reality is to create a narrative that like, how can people really respect you? I don't know. You have How can people really respect you? Oblivious to be able to listen to that and not see it as problematic. The whole thing. It was just the disrespect. Like I said, you know, and I just want to say, like, I love being black for a lot of reasons. But one of the reasons is that we have set, like, I, I know that you know, we've talked about whether or not uh, African-Americans have culture here in the States or whatever, but like we have shared experiences um, and those things go unspoken a lot of times. And like I said, if you're a black woman and you watched her responses and you saw her face again, she gave the responses she was supposed to give. But you could just, and at the racist baby at that point where she was talking to Ted Cruz, there was a point where she just did a sigh. And had to really take a pause because I know she just wanted to fucking cuss him out. <laughs> so <laughs> she had to take a pause and remember what, what, what she's trying to do and then give the proper answer. But like on her face, you can see, I'm sick of this bitch ass nigga. <laughs> I'm tired of him. I'm tired of this disrespect. He not listening. All of that showed on face. And like that's happened. I've been somewhere before where somebody's been doing something and I make eye contact with a black person and we both understand. <laughs> Just get it. You don't have to say nothing. Get it. Shared experiences. Um, I hated that for her. It's exhausting sometimes being black and female in America. It really is for so many different reasons. Watching her go through that with his credentials and experience and as much hard work that she put in to get to where she is and still watch these people disrespect her like she ain't did shit. It's so disheartening because again, we can do 200% more than they do 
and they still going to treat it like it's not enough. And that's frustrating. It's frustrating to watch. I was frustrated for her. I was frustrated for us because this is just what it's like sometimes being here. It's like, it don't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what, how many things of the things you do that they tell you supposed to do. You go get your education. You do, you do all of these fucking things that they say is the reason why things are the way that they are. And then when it still doesn't work out, it's still you. You're still not enough. That is so fucking frustrating. My God, watching that, I had to stop watching it. I couldn't do it. It just, it broke my heart. And I, you know, I don't know what the answer is, but. Well, another thing in this whole ordeal that really pisses me off is two different sides of the same fuck, fuck ass coin. One of them is people who are invalidating her blackness because she has a white husband. That's the one side. The other side is the people who are saying uh, she would have never made it here with a black man. Go get your white king, black women. And, you know, the reality is a black woman that goes into law enforcement, being a lawyer, going into the legal system, being a judge. The mere fact that black people aren't in those positions means that they're likely going to have a white husband or wife. I mean, that statistically, that's just what it is. That's just what it is. And you look and see how they treated her and you going to question her blackness. They sure treated her like a nigga. White husband and all. <laughs> Did not fucking matter. Yeah, it don't extend. It doesn't know. extend to her. He he white and got his whiteness. But, it, you know, it the, those rhetorics make it seem like she just ran over into arms of white daddy. And because she did that, that's why she is successful the way that she is. That's why that she yeah, made like it here. 25 years or some shit. Like, she's been with him forever. What, what, what did he even do? He a scientist, I think, or some shit like that. I thought I read. Let me look. I think he's like a some kind of or an engineer or something like that. He definitely uh, look weird. His huh. pictures look weird. He looked more put together in the court than he do on these pictures. Patrick Jackson is his name. Um, Dr. Patrick Jackson, but I don't think he's a, I think it's a, like he has a doctorate in some kind of uh. A man probably got a doctorate in underwater basket weaving. <laughs> call himself a doctor. She met him in college. You know, tell him what that man do. I can't. Let's see. I mean, if you attend Harvard, you 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 ain't you know. Even if you're a drug dealer, you're an elite drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it's like Harvard produced quality, not because Harvard is quality, but because it's a whole boys club of people who know people who know people who gonna always get people in Harvard the opportunity. I lie. He is a regular doctor. He's not. Uh, he. Focuses on abdominal wall reconstruction. I can't pronounce this. Hernia repair and minimally invasive surgery. Mm. Completed his graduation in 95 from Columbia. Got a, did his res residency at Massachusetts General Hospital. He got a twin. His brother, uh, Jackson's twin brother is the brother-in-law of a former speaker of the house. Oh, a Paul Ryan. Ugh. Paul Ryan? 
Okay, that's his brother? No, Patrick Jackson's twin brother is the brother-in-law of Paul Ryan's wife. Mm. Damn. Well. Whatever. Paul Ryan's trash. Paul Ryan is trash. That's why I was like, Ugh. He had all that fucking riding for Trump. Then when he got ready to leave, I don't support Trump. Like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here, you bitch. <laughs> I don't hear that shit. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, it, again, it's disheartening. Um, it's heavy. It, it, like I said, it don't matter what you do sometimes. It don't matter how high you go, how much you accomplish, they still gonna see you like they see you. And treat you as such, and that's bullshit. It's bullshit. Hate it. Hate it so much. Hate it for her. That had to be do. I can't, a whole week of that shit. I wouldn't have made it through a day <laughs> before I was like, "Fuck all of y'all." Oh, uh, you? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> what? No, I don't even want to think about you being in that bitch. <laughs> I ain't gonna think about. It. I wouldn't have been able. To. I don't have it. I don't have it in me. I couldn't. Uh, I don't have that poise. She has a lot of poise. I don't have that. Well, since we're talking about the Supreme Court, um, one thing that is going on is Clarence Thomas exists. <laughs> and that's, uh, you know, one day that won't be the case. I'm not saying I'm looking forward to it. I'm just saying that when it happened, I'll be fine. <laughs> He was in the hospital recently for the flu. And you know what? I don't feel bad because when uh, RBG went to the hospital for her little pneumonia, whatever she had, Donald Trump had already picked out a replacement. So I don't give a fuck about Clarence Thomas being in the damn hospital. Uh, And if y'all don't know Clarence Thomas. um, And Anita Baker. Anita Hill. Hill. Shit. (laughs) Uh, I wasn't even finna go that far back, but we can. He is the black judge on the Supreme Court, but not the black that black people want to black. He being he is, Carson Black. Yeah, he he's worse than being Carson Black. Uh, and I boy, like this is a conflicting conversation and dialogue because you know we all say blackness is not a monolith, and you know black is a whole bunch of different things. But the problem is, for me, when black, the version of black you are, is in direct opposition to the black struggle and black progress, we got a problem. Mm -hmm. This is why Candace Owens gets the heat she get. This is why Clarence Thomas, Thomas Sowell, Ben Carson, a whole bunch of black people get the heat that they get because they've gone over to valuing uh, talking points and a rhetoric and a dialogue and policy that impacts black people negatively consistently. And Clarence Thomas is what some people would call a coon, if you use that language. He is what some people would probably call an Uncle Tom, if you believe in that language, something akin to Samuel L. Jackson from Django. And In the early part of his career, when he was in his Senate hearing to become a judge, a thing that came up was rape allegations by Anita Hill. Now, I might be wrong. It might not have been during his Senate confirmation hearing, but at some point in his career, he was accused of sexually assaulting Anita Hill. 
uh, which I believe will need to heal. Uh, but, you know, society with men. And that's one of the notable moments where Joe Biden had his speaking moments. But then he talked about this being a high-tech lynching and essentially throwing the black card down on the table like the big joker to, to get through that situation. Got through it and then threw the black card away and then started condemning anybody else who would use what he would consider or somebody like him would consider the black card. Uh, let's add Larry Elder to that. Forgot about that guy. He's trash too. But what's going on with him lately is that his wife, Virginia, a.k.a. Jenny Thompson, wait, Thomas, is, she always been like a political activist for the right. She's been a Trumper. What has been recently found out is that she was sending text messages to a senator that begs the question, can uh, the partner of a judge, of Clarence Thomas, can he be objective? Let me say, the text messages were basically about um, stopping the steal. She, as the wife of a Supreme Court justice, believed that Democrats were stealing the election. Right now, as a the judge of a Supreme Court justice, as the husband of a Supreme Court justice, you can do whatever you want to do, or wife of a Supreme Court justice, as a, as a mate of a Supreme Court, you can do whatever you want to do. You can have your political leanings, but when you start sending text messages to members of the legislative branch, and your husband sits on the judicial branch then we got a problem now because your husband know what your political affiliation is. He know what your activities are. He know that you, he, you had to have been talking to your friends around him about stopping the steal and supporting Trump and about the January 6th being the people speaking out instead of being a, a, a riot, you know, and a uh, insurrection. Can your husband objectively weigh in on this thing? Knowing that. And is the conversation that you have with this senator about any kind, any kind of influence, one way or the other? That is what's happening with, with them. And you know what? I don't really know what this going to turn into. I mean, the, it takes a lot to get a Supreme Court justice off of the seat. They pretty much got to die, you know. But everybody should have known in, involved in this that the Democrats were going to come after this. They were going to come for that seat, whether it can actually be something you can take away or not. It wouldn't be the first person to lose a seat. It's just the hadn't happened since like 1930. <laughs> you know, I don't think this is big enough for him to lose a seat, but I'm just having this conversation to let anybody who is, you know, politically inclined or not to know that like we don't fool with Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas don't much represent us. And uh, he is problematic. But uh, if he gonna go somewhere, he need to go somewhere now because a Democrat probably ain't gonna. We probably it's probably gonna be a next the next president probably gonna be Republican, just because of this whole war and this stuff with Putin and stuff. Yeah. Like Biden is taking a big ass hit for the idea of these gas prices going up, these inflation going up, all this stuff. And I mean, it is what it is. I mean, nobody could guess a war. The only thing is that people are saying that a war wouldn't have happened if Trump was here. Which, If know. Trump was here, then, uh, if Trump was here, yeah, uh, Ukraine would have got rolled over real fast because America wouldn't have sent no aid to Ukraine if Trump was here. He would have literally helped P Putin do that. 
So maybe it wouldn't have got this bad <laughs> for us. But like, you gotta stand up for something. But anyway, I don't even give a fuck about the Republicans saying about this shit because they so stupid. <laughs> um, you got anything? Um, have you been watching Atlanta? Yes, 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 I have. I watched the first two episodes. Is that all that's out? Huh? Yeah, it's just the first two. Yeah. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. I will say one of the things, this goes back to what I was saying about um, Katanji Brown Jackson. There, The reason, one of the things I love about Atlanta is that there are nuanced moments on that show that if you're black and you watch it, you're going to get and you're going to catch. And I think it'll go over the heads of other people that aren't. Um, and that first episode, full of that shit. <laughs> it's, Full of those moments of understanding. Um, I prefer the first episode over the second one. But if you haven't, if you didn't know, because I didn't know until somebody put it in our group chat that it was back. Uh, uh, Atlanta is back for its third season. And this is going to be the final season. So, um, But I've enjoyed the two episodes so far. Like I said, I just enjoyed one over the other. But I don't want to talk. I guess we don't need to talk about it too much, I guess, in case. Well, the first episode was triggering for me. You know, I ain't going to spoil anything, but it was about foster care. Yeah. And I've worked with a lot of kids in the foster care system, kids that have been adopted, kids that have been removed from parents and put in different homes who may have come to be adopted or just had an extended stay in the foster care system until their parents got it together. And, man, this episode really put me in the vantage point of somebody that I've never put myself in the vantage point of thinking about this. Like, what it must look like for a child to go into that situation. Yeah. To be honest, it was kind of triggering for me. Not f- because of my experience, but because of the kids that I worked with. And I mm-hmm. didn't like how I was feeling while I was watching that episode, to be honest. I know that it was artistic expression. I think the story was written well. Uh, I think that it's worth a couple, two or three more watches to get all of the like meaning and dialogue in it. But a lot of people have problems with 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 this because it's really like black trauma porn. I mean, let's not. This is what it is. The, the Childish Gambino's Atlanta is in some degrees track black trauma porn, the same as Jordan Peele shit, the same as Lena Waits shit. It to a degree is marketing black pain and black struggle and i think that i mean because we identify with it it is i I think there is something in identifying with the experience and i'm not saying i look at it like that i'm saying it is this is the it can be perceived as that easily i don't see it so precious or for color girls or these things that are marketed towards white people looking at black pain and and winning oscars and that kind of shit i don't like that Atlanta don't give me that. Like when I think of like black struggle movies and that kind of thing, it's like, cause I don't watch those, <laughs> mind you. I had enough of it. Uh, but when I look at it, or when I use that term, it's for things like that. Like Atlanta don't give me that feeling the way that for color girls or precious or like some of these other, like the movies that have been made that white people consume and think this is what it's like for them. Like Atlanta is, it is trauma, but it's like, it's what the trauma actually looks like for a lot of people. And that makes it more relatable. Like Precious is not a story I can relate to on a personal, (laughs) right? It's not the black experience. That is a person's experience that 
is in poverty, just like it could be the experience of a white person in poverty. May not look exactly like precious, but like that kind of shit, I don't like that. That give me a bad taste in my mouth. I don't like it. I don't. I hate it. Don't watch it. Um, Atlanta don't give me that. It doesn't give me that feel. And you know, I I would look at it on the lower end of that rung because even just the mere story of the oh, I can't no spoilers. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Is it, it has components of that. It might not be the centerpiece of like I guess I don't see black I guess I can see it in two different ways. In one way, I can see it that when a black person is experiencing trauma on the screen, okay, that's black trauma porn. But also when historical instances of black people having gone through trauma being retold with those parts of the story embedded in. And that's what Childish Gambino do in Atlanta. And that's what in this episode and some of the other episodes, there's a component of anti-blackness embedded in the second episode and just black historical trauma embedded in the first episode, along with the trauma of an individual. You know, so I can see how some people can look at it and it'd be difficult. But, but those things are being put in popular culture. So it's like, through popular people. And again, I'm just giving a perspective that I've heard. I don't know where I lie on it. I, I'm such a avid fan of Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, that I'm gonna be watching this shit for a while. Is this shit gonna go down in history as like Atlanta, the series is hopefully end have a good ending. It would have just been a good run. It'll be a weird ending knowing him. It's gonna be something like people are not gonna be satisfied. I'm prepared to not be satisfied with the ending. Because he's so weird, I feel like he's gonna do some weird shit. That's what my expectation is. Yeah. And hopefully I'm wrong and it'll be like a, just a regular ending. But like with him, eh, I don't know about that. Right, that's probably what's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna I, I'm prepared shit. for some weird shit for an ending because yeah. that's kind of who he is. But as the same way, like, and I know Cole Jackson's probably finna like box the air because I'm gonna say this because he wanted me, he's after me for so long about watching in. Uh, insecure and I didn't until it was over but I watched I binge watched the whole thing but it's the same thing I felt about insecure I feel like when we tell our stories the unfortunate thing is that our stories include trauma I feel like it would be like not authentic if it didn't because like the black experience is, is you know littered with trauma throughout it but like Insecure was a show that like showed like dating in the black community and like like realistic shit. Like I felt like when I watched Insecure, I felt like okay, I could see that. You know, I could see that being the experience because it's the experience that I experienced to a level. I don't go out nowhere and I ain't got no best female friend that I could fall out with. But you know, <laughs> um, same thing that I feel like. Well, Insecure. Uh, Atlanta is so weird because there'll be like that first episode had nothing to do with the show itself. It was like an offshoot. I think it was supposed to have. I don't want to. No spoilers. But a lot of the episodes. It was a cold open. Yeah. They call it cold open. Okay. Cold open, but I don't. I don't think that's the case. We talk about it after the show. What you don't think? What's the case? I don't think that was a cold open. I don't know what a cold. What is the definition of a cold open? You ever seen Brooklyn Nine Nine? Not really. I watched it. One of them shows where they start the show with an unrelated something at the beginning, 
just mm-hmm. to either get a laugh or get something, and then the rest of the show ain't got nothing to do with that part. You think they're gonna pick it back up later in the show? They picked it back up later in that episode. And what in the first episode? The first episode. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't yeah, know that it had it's gonna yeah. have anything to do with the rest of the season. Like oh. he'll have episode. Like what was the um the episode last season with the the creepy guy uh, Teddy whatever. Yeah. That okay. you know he'll do these little weird side stories that don't really have shit to do with Oh, anything. it don't got nothing to do with the main story. Yes, that's what oh, I was okay. saying. So the first episode doesn't have anything to do with the main story. Like he'll just do that within that. So like it ain't even like Insecure was a series of events that was shown now and so all of the episodes had something to do with the main story. Childish Game, right. we know you this is a way to tell some stories that I think he just want to tell. There is a main storyline, but there'll be like <laughs> divergence from that where it's like this ain't got shit to do with nothing like teddy whatever his name i can't remember what that weird white man (laughs) (laughs) that was a creepy episode too very very it was so fucking weird but like sometimes his episodes don't have anything to do with the main storyline and i think that first episode was like one of those things that don't have nothing to do with the main storyline still a good episode but i don't know um I'm 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 enjoying it so, and I'm gonna watch every episode this just because it's the last season. Even if I don't like it, <laughs> watch it. Um, Jergens recall recall lotion. Black people was upset. A lot of black people use Jergens. Jergens? Why yeah. black folk mad? A lot of black people use Jergens moisturizer. Jergens ain't got no goddamn cocoa butter. Jergens does have cocoa butter. They do. They have a cocoa butter. It's probably trash. I'm. I wouldn't suggest using it, but yeah, <laughs> they have I'm one. Because is that because good. of the lawsuit? No, no. The law. It wasn't a lawsuit. They just recalled it because oh. uh, potential bacterial um, contamination of the lotions. Oh, it'll be fine. So that three out. The FDA notes that three ounce and ten ounce bottles of the popular moisturizer manufactured between October the first of twenty twenty one and October the eighteenth of twenty twenty one could contain plurally bacter gurgove. No, that's not how you say this shit. Mm. Um, the announcement states that the bacterium does not cause severe health risks to healthy people, but can cause infections to people who have weakened immune systems, <laughs> which pandemic everybody um <laughs> so if you use jergens if that's like your brand you know be mindful of that i guess um which i don't know i'm not gonna say white people don't use lotion but i feel like that's like we you're gonna get cracked on a lot more being black and not using lotion and being ashy than you will be white and not using lotion. Like I don't know that that's like as important to them as it is to us. Like your mama would be mad as fuck if you left her house ashy and then lotion up. Like it's that's not as visible. It ain't visible. Yeah. Like you can't see the effects of the ashiness. Yeah, <laughs> the you can't see ashiness on white people. You gotta have melanin for that. <laughs> Like it's in like our humor. community, the be going out ashy is an ass whooping. If your mom, cause you, if your mom knows that you left her house, didn't lotion up, 
And you got people thinking that she don't care about you that could potentially be an asshole. So I don't know who could be listening that don't know what ass she is. But when you <laughs> when black skin gets really dry, it has like this white overcast on it that yeah. you know it looked like TV static <laughs> on your skin. <laughs> so we call that ashy. And if yeah. you are ashy in public, people will roast your ass. They will roast you. And you they know, will roast you from now on about the one time when you were ashy. Like, it's not, ashy is not something you want to do. <laughs> and I imagine white people being ashy is like using a white crayon on a white piece of paper. It's like, you just, I mean, I'm sure it's there because white skin, when it starts to be dry, it do the same thing. But it's like, you can't see it because it's the white. <laughs> the white is white. White skin is white. Ain't no melanin for the contrast. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. That's. Um, did you hear about the 14 year old that died on the uh, that ride oh, in Florida? Yeah, yeah, I don't know the details about it, but I do. It was I a big, it was a he was big, and um, the they didn't strap the thing down tight enough. And when it went all the way up to the top, he fell. Um, I haven't watched the video, I don't want to see the video. Um, they people, you know, people post the video online and see it. Oh, yeah, I don't watch it like that, but um, people started talking about his weight and. Wow. I mean, he's a big kid. He's a big kid, but like they have weight guidelines, and so if he was fit the guidelines, he should have been able to ride the ride. Exactly. Exactly. It don't matter how much he weighed. They yeah. they supposed to test that out and find out what the limit is. If he was underneath the limit, then who gives a fuck how much he weighed? People think they can eyeball situations and know exactly what the situation is and what they should respond to. Oh, to it should be. It's just stupid. Yes, very much so. Uh, but yeah the last piece of news i got is that florida house has passed the don't say gay bill i saw that shit the uh, disney employees walked out was it disney disney yeah yeah um and they're just waiting for ron desantis to uh sign it and what the bill does is it doesn't allow um for it to be basically they're trying to make sure the parents have control of talking to their kids about sexual issues and it says that uh, the bill says that schools can't they use instruction gender identity and sexual orientation to indicate what schools can't teach their kids about but it asks a lot of questions it leaves a lot of questions. It's vague, so it leaves a lot of questions. And they make these bills vague like this on purpose so that when people bring up lawsuits, it's easier for them to apply vague standards to a specific situation. Um, Because when you're talking about it, does the word instruction require a lesson plan? Or is it a problem if you just have a conversation about it? Maybe it ain't in the lesson plan, but you mention it to your kid and your kid go home and say it to your parent. Is that a problem? Um. What about children's book about marriage? If that book had a gay marriage in it or uh, a non-binary relationship in it, would that be a part of the problem too? It just leaves it so vague so that they can cause problems. What about the mass shooting in the Florida club that targeted the LGBTQ community? Can you talk about that? He's basically saying that you can't talk about anything gender or sexual orientation related in class and it's just really you know problematic but you know republicans are trying to take our country back to a problematic time a problematic place 
uh, all based off of their beliefs that don't bother them if they lead the kind of life that they're trying to keep people from, you know, they're trying to legislate people not being able to have. Like, it's one thing to say, I'm not going to participate in this and I don't want to do this. It's another thing to say the rest of the world got to be like me, too. And that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But that's what it is. And um, and that's the last piece of news I got for you. You got uh, anything else? Morris Chestnut got his star on the Hollywood Boulevard. Okay. I wanted to mention that because... You're not special about that nigga. <sighs> Whatever. You want a TV show to fail, put him in it. He's still nice on the eyes, and I don't care. <laughs> well, I I'll support him as a black actor as long as he ain't assaulting sexually assaulting nobody. Yeah, as long I heard. I, I don't think he didn't get no scandals. Or become a Republican. You become a Republican, it's a wrap. He been scandal free. Like some of his co-stars haven't been like Tay Diggs. And some of the shit he's been said about being black has been problematic, but like. I ain't heard nothing about Morris. I think Morris been keeping his nose clean, keep, keeping his head down, just making his money and being fine. <laughs> well, you need to keep on doing the first one. The second one, you know, is subjective. <laughs> and uh, if you, that's what you see, then... Uh, that is what everyone sees. Ricky! Oh, that's not a good moment, I guess, for him. <laughs> he's still getting checks from that. He's still getting checks from getting shot in the back. Yep. And he made it through the whole movie and then got shot in the back. Like, it ain't like he got shot at the beginning or nothing. Nope. But he also shouldn't have been talking shit to them gangbangers at the beginning. I mean, them killing him was a little excessive. Like, he ain't That's no what threat. irrational niggas do. What do you mean? <laughs> when, you live in, when you living in Cali out there in them early Cali streets, you know what you ain't supposed to do. He was no threat to anybody. Like, if anybody, they, you, I could see, could have seen them killing Doughboy. Doughboy was going to be, like, Rival drug did like that's who like but his brother who finna go to college you no really boy got kill killed huh no boy got killed in the cur in the le- the like the little writing at the end you don't see no boy get killed but still I mean this is what <laughs> happened that he died <laughs> this is what happened what happened I guess if y'all don't know what we're talking about because I feel like some people might not uh boys to men I'm boys to men boys to men you what you been listening to music first? You call him a nigga killer, the makeup, then you call him boys in the hood, boys to men. What you, you been listening to? Nigga I don't know. <laughs> I met boys in the hood. Boys in the hood is why my mom fell in love with um Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne, and what's love got to do with it is why she fell out of love with that nigga. <laughs> she, she could not unsee him as I can turn out. <laughs> when you play the role too good, it, it may fuck up your career. You can't play a bad role too good. That was she. She said he played it too good. He he was too convincing. Here's what he played an actor. That's what he paid him to do. You gonna you gonna uh, crucify this man for doing his job too good? Yeah. <laughs> she was not with it after that. She loved him when he was Furious Styles, but like after that, when he played Ike Turner, it was old beach. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Can't do it no more. Gotcha. So, um, but that's it. You got anything else on your mind? Uh, do not. 
All right. Well, um, thank you all for writing in. Uh, everybody who wrote in, um, I encourage anybody else to write in. Please do. Yeah. Oh, but, and call it at the last minute. Clutch. Appreciate you, Colin. <laughs> uh, but until we kind of next conversation, we out. Holla.